I love the song, Dan, but you are absolutely right. I have no idea where your head's at with the, the logic behind picking it. Uh, Fantastic Super Bowl halftime. Song. Super Bowl halftime. Like this last was, year. I mean, was last it? year's Super Bowl halftime was arguably one of the coolest ones, at least for, I think, people of our generation. Our Yep. to to listen to and this is we're going into the super bowl for our league yep. this was it's just a it's a powerful intro i think that's one of the top five best intro songs that exist on the face of the planet just uh just when you hear that initial beat hit it's like i know what this is and we know what time of year it is and it's time for our super bowl it's year four. It's the Super Bowl. We will have a new winner. First time a championship game doesn't feature Zane or Stefan um, or one of those teams in it. Two brand new teams for the first time ever. Um, yeah, and uh, joined obviously by Dan and Mr. Nick Ruth. You've graced us with your appearance. Uh, how you guys doing? It's championship week. Nick should fucking be here. Damn straight. I mean, did you guys have a good Christmas, Dan? Was Santa um, good? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. With down to my sister, spent some good quality time, um, played a bunch of games, was victorious in most of them, and then my sister turned into raging bitches and got out. But um, I was able to rekindle my love for Pokemon, and my Pokemon Scarlet is going to be arriving t- uh, tomorrow, oh. and I will be digesting in some of that during my non Apex and Hearthstone time to uh, to really rekindle the spirits. God, I miss the days of being able to play video games. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. fucking great. Zero responsibilities, <laughs> no kids. I, I love you both to death. I live the best fucking life out of all three of us. Well, that's, that's I, a lie. You guys have fuck. You guys have awesome lives. I'm just yeah. lucky to be a fucking godfather and best friends with you guys. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm jealous of the gaming though. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking fantastic. You I have all this life. free time and you can't prep any notes for the podcast. No, I play, I play video would, games. Dan's the drunk uncle of this podcast. We would not have it any other way. Yeah. If he was oh, prepared, I'd be punch, very concerned. Like punch Dan bowl on my head, dude. Yep. All right. All right. Well. Yes, on that note, let's jump into it. Uh not a lot to do, but we're gonna jump into some off-season previews for the four next teams up uh that are not in the championship game. Uh, we're going to kind of look back at the conference championship games and just kind of a quick breakdown and what happened uh, between Stefan and Adam and Sam and Jerry. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the matchups this week, the third place game. And, of course, the granddaddy of them all, the championship game, Sam Ooh. versus Adam. All right, let's jump into it and let's talk uh, the team. I don't even know who has this pick, but seventh in uh, the first round draft would be Kevin. Um, hot, when we look at Kevin's team, I mean. Nick, why don't you just start us off? How are we feeling about his team going into the offseason? Well, with the news today, he legitimately <laughs> might not have a starting quarterback. It has to be asked, yeah. Like, Brady could retire. Carr is stepping away from the team for two weeks because he's been benched. Uh, Tannehill, Lord only knows. Mm-hmm. And Wilson is inactive again. It's not great. It's tough. And he has... Two thirds and a fourth this year, a third next year, and a fourth in twenty-five. I'm just gonna stop right there and say that's probably not really good. That's that's my deep football analysis right there. No, I I think your assessment is very correct. Oh, let's fucking go. So I mean, okay, obviously Kevin has currently a win now team, but with those QB uncertainties and the lack lack of draft ammo, I mean, how do you even like approach this offseason if you're Kevin? Can you spin it to rebuild? Can you spin it to contend? Um, I mean, I don't even know if there's a right answer for this, but how would you guys handle it? Yeah, it's a tough spot, especially with not many buyers and anyone who is a buyer not having picks. Mm -hmm. So trying to rebuild now is really tough. Yeah, Um, I think there's an interesting dynamic here just because, I mean, you've got obviously Derrick Henry. You have Travis Kelsey. You have an injured Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you you sit here and talk about that. Kevin arguably has probably the two best running backs in the league. He for sure the best tight end. Um, yeah, if you remove quarterbacks, I mean, that's three of the top fifteen guys in fantasy. Yeah, it's I think fucking insane. Fair. Yeah, uh, Adam Thielen uh, plays second fiddle to Justin Jefferson. Gabe Davis has been a really good piece in that offense. Mike Williams has decent pieces. I think Kevin can begin to sell. I don't think Kevin's going to get near the return on investment that he paid to get some of these pieces. But if I'm Kevin, I think you can turn I, – I think you have to move on from Jonathan Taylor as much as it pains me to say that, um, I th- just because that's going to be your biggest haul to rebuild. 
Kelsey, I think you've still got a good haul on. Derrick Henry, you can get a good haul on. If this is the future of Kevin's team, you have to be willing to sacrifice these top three pieces, go three to four years in a rebuild. And I think that's where it starts. And and that's truly because his quarterback situation and lack of draft capital can prevent him fully from rebuilding. But if we want to look on the other side of this, yeah, look in the division he's in. I mean, if Kevin doesn't sell, even if like you tell me just one of these guys, Carr, Brady, Tannehill, Mariota, Wilson, just one of them is a quarterback next year. Like, isn't Kevin an extremely safe bet to make the playoffs next year? Or am I crazy? I'll, I'll let Nick go because I'm biased to what I might well, have. Well, yeah, you're going to say you're in the playoffs. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah with his division, I, if he, I mean, look at our starting team, our championship teams this year. One is starting Haneke. I don't even know who his QB2 is. The other is, has decent quarterbacks. But then you look at, you know, Stefan, who's he starting in his QB2 spot? Who's Jer starting in his QB2 spot? So maybe the elite quarterbacks don't matter as much if you have that roster like Kevin does. So I think if Brady stays and one of those journey quarterback or he doesn't even need a QB2, I think he could still compete, especially in his division. Yeah, I, again, I, I continue. I I don't think I disagree. I think it's not as cut and dry as it may be played out to be. With it, Derek Carr could very well be a starting quarterback somewhere else in the league next year. I think that's full transparency. To I think that's a very safe bet. I can't yeah. imagine Derek Carr not being a starting quarterback next year. Brady, who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, it depends on what what offers he gets from free agent women out there this this off season. Um, Zach Wilson's career is. I think all but done and Mariota is going to be just a profiled backup somewhere. That's I don't, I think Kevin opens the league at minimum or at, I'm sorry, at most with one starting quarterback next year, but who's competing with him? I mean, Chris doesn't have a quarterback. You know, oh, it's a me. Quarterback it's, with... it's, it's it would, the only option is me. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, and I have a lot of question marks as well. You're not wrong right. with that, but I think there's, while Kevin has three very, very cut and dry, very good pieces with it, I still have Josh Allen. Cam Akers has looked good. Um, Jameson Williams has. We'll see yeah, what happens with that offense. I'm thinking of Alexander Madison is going to be a free agent coming in here. Brees Hall is coming back off, off of uh, ACL. Chase Claypool is going to be an interesting situation. Wandale Robinson, IR. Um, I, I think I have some pieces to at least challenge Kevin for that third spot. Well, whether or not that's, I don't think it's as ga- as gapped, for lack of a better term, as maybe it's being played out to be. But I think I have. I think when we look at Kevin's roster and my roster in certain situations, I think I can be very competitive with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Kevin's I, quarterback I, situation is everything for him right now. I mean. But to be blunt, like unless Brees Hall comes back and lights the world on fire, I'm taking Kevin's position group over your position group pretty handedly right now. All right. It's just you just well, have. And he's got Kelsey as a cheat code. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, your break, your t- your roster is breaking on like a lot of ifs and Correct. them all breaking out. You know, Brees Hall working out, Chase Claypool taking a step in the Bears' offense, Cam Akers just not being a mirage. You know, Michael Gallup, maybe he rebounds in this Dallas offense. You know, DJ Chark, maybe he goes somewhere else. Jamison Williams, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, like, Henry Kelsey Taylor, those... 100% heads and tails above my roster. Yeah. 100%. I, again, I just, I have Josh Allen. I get, granted, that's one name compared to three. Yeah, but no, Josh Allen's pretty awesome. If I can piece some things together with decent points, I mean, we play in a super flex, super flex league for a reason, right? You can start two QBs who arguably are the best players on the field that get the best points. I, it's having one, maybe one starting quarterback, that's concerning. I mean, but it, or we're we're diving too much into your team. Yeah. Um, but that's I mean the only last thing I'll say about Kevin's team, if he does rebuild, I mean, can he realistically justify going three years without a first? Or does he need to, like, prioritize, like, the only way it makes sense to rebuild? Like, I think, Nick, you have Kevin's pick next year. Like, does he have to reach out to, like, whoever has his 24 first, get that back, and then go down this road? Or can you really justify stomaching not having a first round, your own first round draft pick, 
while we're building for potentially three years. Yeah, I couldn't. That's. I think you'd kind of buy low on the next um, Matt Ryan type situation. You get a quarterback to bridge. Don't spend your 26 capital, but you have the pieces to compete and kind of weather it. I just, I don't think Kevin has some of the pieces that can keep him competitive. Khalil Herbert, backup. Michael Carter's going to be a backup. Zay Jones has looked good and everything. Van Jefferson is playing third string. Next year, Herbert's the starter. Montgomery's a free agent. That I mean, either way, but that doesn't guarantee the fact that Montgomery's not coming back to the Bears. No, but White's looked really good. No, you're not wrong. I think there's a lot of interesting pieces on Kevin's. Evan roster. Ingram is one I want to touch on, though. That yeah, was a great grab in the uh, Adams trade, and with Lawrence taking that huge step, I think any pieces in that offense are good. And as you've seen with Zay Jones and Ingram this year, that offense is going to start looking really good. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they re-sign him. I believe he's a free agent as I'm well. Literally, so literally pulling that up right now. Yeah, no, he's a free agent after this year. He's so a free be, agent. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if he's back or if he goes somewhere else. But I mean, tight end is just such a wasteland. Like after like I don't know, seven, eight, maybe nine guys. Like whoever's in the prettiest situation quickly becomes a top ten tight end. And I think Evan Ingram definitely, at least right now, this minute is easily a top ten t- tight end in dynasty. For his situation with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I'll finish with this. I, do I think I compete with Kevin? I think I keep it interesting. I mean, uh-huh. but you're right. I think Kevin's got more pieces that play better into his situation. Fair enough. Um, all right, let's move on to the next team. And well, it's kind of fitting Zane and Kevin are kind of lined at the hip with their trade this year. But Zane uh, definitely looked like one of the more dominant teams, maybe the dominant team. And you know, Lamar Jackson was injured. You know, Dallas Goddard was out for a brief period. You know, some disappointments in the playoffs. You know, Zane was one and done. How do we tackle the offseason for Zane's team? Or what do we expect to maybe see happen? Start with you, Nick. Well, we'll start with the capital. He's got uh, his 2023 20, fourth. He, and then he's got all his 24 picks and all his 25. So comparatively, he's in pretty good spot. Um his wide receiver core, flat out insane. His depth isn't great. Um, running back is f- amazing, but again, no depth. I think a lot of his team hinges on that quarterback spot. Um, Rodgers, this is the worst year he's ever put up if he started more than 10 games. Baker, I'm assuming he'll get a job after his Rams tape. He looked pretty good. And Lamar has just struggled I don't know, the last few years, he's kind of missed a few games here and there with how shitty Zane's depth is. That hurts. Um, with that said, though, I don't see a world where he doesn't compete. I mean, his team is stacked. Rodgers really isn't going anywhere. Lamar's might go somewhere, but he's still going to be a QB1 wherever he goes. So I don't see a world he doesn't compete and makes the Avengers a tough place to try and get the playoffs. Yeah, I think the interesting piece here is, I mean, obviously not having Lamar Jackson in the playoff piece really, really hurts him. Lamar Jackson is, I mean, like Josh Allen, some of the other quarterbacks, and Patrick Mahomes is a, is a basically a cheat code for getting additional points. I My big concern is with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has looked absolutely shitty, and I don't know if it's lack of pieces, lack of certain things on this offense, just what this organization has given to him. I... I I need to move as far away from Aaron Rodgers as possible if I'm sane. And what that looks like, I mean, <clears throat> becomes a question mark. Because, I mean, obviously, Baker Mayfield, Cole McCoy is not the greatest answer. And Aaron Rodgers, if he continues down the road that he's on, is not great. But, I mean, Tony Pollard is encouraging Saquon, great. Adams, who knows? That's quarterback situation. Is he possibly traded? Who knows? Tyreek Hill, I, I mean – Wide receiver number one. I mean, he's he's two right now, but he's pretty freaking spectacular. Evans Hopkins, great. McKinnon has had a resurgence. I don't know if I'd buy the longevity to it. Montgomery is an interesting piece. He's still got Beckham, which I think will be interesting come next year. Lockett obviously is kind of is he he's not done, but like he's got didn't he break his finger or something like that? Yeah, he was at practice today, so I think he's yeah, I think playing. he's playing through it. 
Okay. But I mean, like Jelani Woods has shown signs of excitement. There's some pieces here that you feel really good about. And there's a lot of questions that you have from, from there. My biggest question is, again, it's Aaron Rodgers for me. I think Aaron Rodgers has officially taken the step down from being on the elite status. And it's all because of how the front office treats him. I think the biggest question mark going into his team is, I think literally every single running back he has is a free agent. I was going to say, I have three bullet points, and that was one of them. Every single one of them. Pollard, Barkley, Sanders, Montgomery, and Jarek McKinnon are all set to be free agents. I mean, he has the top four free agent running backs going in. So that easily determines the season. If they get, if one of his workhorses gets buried or Saquon goes to the 49ers, like, what the fuck do you do? Mm-hmm. They just got CMC, but I mean, right. I think Something a lot of his season hinders on where his running back goes. He could have four stud starting running backs, or he could have four running backs and timeshares and buried in a shitty depth chart. So that's going to be a real interesting thing to watch for him this off season. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's, and that's a big one uh, that had my interest. Um, some interesting Aaron Rodgers stats. How many games do you, and without pulling like his sheet up so you don't like cheat, how many games do you think Rodgers has as a top 12 quarterback this year? Three. I'll say two. One. How many games does he have scoring over 20 points this season? Three. One. Zero. How many games does he have scoring over 17 points this season? Three. One. Two. Really good at this fucking shit. He's yeah, been terrible. it's it's he hasn't been, been great. I mean, is this? But my question for you guys is: this the weapons around him, or is this Aaron Rodgers truly taking a step back from age, like fatigue, some of the other stuff that plays into this? Is this? I mean, I I read an interesting article, and you know, who knows? But I feel like we've seen a lot of like down quarterback play like this year across the board. Obviously, guys like Aaron Rodgers, you know, Russell Wilson are kind of like headliners of the issue. But some of the biggest ones are just in general, like scoring is obviously down in the NFL. And like some of the biggest things that I've said that have been kind of or that I've read that have been kind of driving it that people think is just the offensive line and just how much that has kind of been like neglected in the NFL. And we see like normally the big time players that come out like it's edge rushers, it's wide receivers, it's quarterbacks. Like I feel like for the longest time when we were like kids, like it was always like you know, a, a lineman was like the first non-quarterback that was drafted. Nowadays, like that happens, but it's not like as much. So, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if like this changes, but I feel like offensive line play and just the decline at the position has, I think, maybe impacted things. And obviously, like there's a lot more that goes into it, like coaching and, you know, in Roger's case, maybe the pass catchers around him. But, um, you know, scoring's down in the league as a whole. Um, some players are still, you know, doing awesome, you know, Josh Allen and your Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, whoever, but you know, I, I don't think Rogers is done. Like, I'm not going to go that far. I know. I think you're pushing that right now, Dan, but I don't think that's the case, but maybe I'm just scared of the boogeyman and fully expect him to rebound at some point. I mean, as a Bears fan, he always haunts your dreams. I mean, the, the fucking game where he says, I own you, I own you. I mean, it's, it's been fucking true. But I right now at this point in time, he's getting fucking owned by defenses left and right. <clears throat> and his stats are he's QB 16. 16. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been outside of the top 10 in what six, seven years, if not more. Barring injuries, yeah. Barring injuries, yes. That's fucking absolutely atrocious. He has been everything. Yeah. Like, Any season he's played more than 10 games, he's never been lower than nine. Yeah, that's fucking, like, just brutal. He is absolutely atrocious right now. And I don't, again, we can talk about age, talent, play calling, coaching, just different things around him. I mean, in a different league, this gave me a championship run. Like, this is huge. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think he, I think he's done. I think he is done. Yeah. Um, last thing before we move on from Zane's team, I mean, the starting lineup looks pretty stout, barring any weird free agency or retirements or anything like that. Obviously, doesn't have a lot of draft capital this year, but is there a move that we look at Zane's team and he needs to do, 
or something he needs to shore up or bench positions or what? Or, you know, is there not going to be a lot of change in the next nine months when we look at Zane's team? I mean, I'd say his weakest position is quarterback because mm-hmm. Rogers' career is unknown. Jackson gets hurt. He's got nothing behind it. But as we've seen in this league, trading for quarterbacks isn't easy. So I maybe you re- get, move one of your studs, get a quarterback and something smaller. Yeah, but that's that's where I he agree, has no depth behind him. So moving a stud doesn't work that well. Yeah, I think if you can survive this year and get into next year with moving on from maybe a Mike Evans, a DeAndre Hopkins, maybe a Dallas Goddard, Tyler Lockett kind of piece, and you can piece some things together. I don't think it's a bad situation. Um, but for Zane, I see maybe a small mini rebuild. Pollard, Adams Hill, I mean, great options as it goes. I think there's a, I think Zane can do a small little work to still be competitive, but give himself a little bit more capital to rebuild in the, uh, in the process. I don't know. I still think he's arguably one of the top teams in the league doing a rebuild. I don't know. I don't see it. I think he still has a great chance to win the league next year. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but I think you're suggesting more so pivoting off some of these older assets for yes. maybe some younger ones, getting a draft pick, like moving a Mike Evans for a, you know, I don't even know who like that person is. Um, some like, you know, a Brandon Ayuk in like a second round draft pick or, you know, something like that. Like, just Yeah, you shell age, 100%. That's where I'm at. You shell well, age. Everyone wants to shell age for younger, but. Well, you shell age. not really a reality. Yeah, easier said than done, but I think, but I mean, Zane has the luxury, I think, of like that being like, his goal like i don't think he needs to do anything but if he wants to perennially stay competitive it's probably smart to try to explore those options all right uh let's move on to uh jerry uh jerry will be one of the two teams competing for the third place finish in this year's league so his first will either be picks uh nine or ten depending on the results of that uh, when we look at Jerry's team, how are we feeling about it going into the offseason? Dan, I'll start with you. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, like we continue to start with is the quarterback situation. Kenny Pickett and Jalen Hurts, Malik Willis, Sam Darnold, I think, is still not a thing. Ryan Tannehill, who knows what's going to happen with him, but there's a lot of questions. Brock Purdy's shown that he can be competitive. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, who has an MVP-like season going on right now, is very encouraging um, for as much as I bash the earlier pieces. You feel good there. Connor Stevenson, touchdown dependent, James, or James, Jamal Williams going to be there. Robinson, I think like if we look at Jerry's running back situation, between Pacheco, Fournette losing some touches, Ramondre Stevenson being a question mark, James Connor, I think running back is the biggest piece that Jerry needs to watch out for. As as he goes forward, um, DK stud, Aramon St. Brown stud, do a little penguin waddle in the t- in the end zone, great. But who knows what Tua's health is going to look like? That's a concerning piece. Uh, Renfro has been he had a game, which is encouraging to see. And then you got Firemuth and um, Cole Komet. There's pieces there. So if I'm Jerry, running back is my probably my top concern with quarterback. Um, but I think wide receiver wise, you're pretty much set tight end wise. I think you're not set, but you feel good about what you have. Um, and obviously draft capital, a couple seconds next year, he's got two firsts in 2024. I think Jair's in a good spot. Nick, what are you thinking when you look at this? So he's has fantastic draft capital for a competing team, but he sold pits for a King's ransom. So that helps. Um, I think his QB2 spot, and his, as we've harped pretty much all year, his running back spot. I mean, Connor, Fournette, Williams could all be out of the league or could be on him, like buried in depth charts next year. So that leaves him with a Patriots running back as yeah. his RB1. Mm-hmm. Pacheco, you know, he came in, got some good snap shares, and then McKinnon has just simply outproduced him. So that's kind of disheartening. He does have the two seconds, though, in a really deep running back class, so he could just retool there, hopes he hits. Um, I think he's going to be super competitive next year, but 
I think his offseason worry has to be that QB2 and running back spot. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the running or the quarterback spot, I mean, I don't even know. Like, how, how do you guys feel about Kenny Pickett? Do you think he has he shown enough for you to be confident enough uh, going into next season with him as the guy from a fantasy perspective? Or, I mean, is this maybe a Zach Wilson 2.0 situation or just I, a, I, a bust waiting to happen? I don't know if I would go that far. He's shown signs of being good. Yes, Wilson did the same thing, but in a Mike Tomlin-led offensive scheme with him getting his feet underneath him, with him getting associated with Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, maybe getting another weapon on there to go along with 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 Fruithamuth. Um I don't know if I'm concerned. I don't think I'm as concerned as a Zach Wilson owner. I would be. I think Pickett not good at football. I mean, look at the stats he's putting up. His highest point game, he did a 19 with a running touchdown. Okay. 11 points on the ground. Yeah. He's got five touchdowns and nine interceptions in 11 games played. I mean, what did, what did Manning look like in this first year, though? I, I mean, if that. you're going to, like, point to the outliers every single time, like... You but take your shots in some of those situations. This league is not the same as that. Yeah. Look what happened to Mitch. Look what happened. I mean, look to what's happening. Josh to Josh Rosen. Wilson. Look what's happening to Zach Wilson. Look what happened to Baker. Look what happened to Sam Darnold. It's a different league. If you're not producing right away, you're done. And I just, he's got amazing wide receiver group, a fantastic tight end, and he still sucks. I mean, so especially like be when we, when we talk about some of the quarterbacks available, like I haven't read anything, but you can't tell me like Pittsburgh wouldn't be intrigued by like a Derek Carr or, you know, a Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know, if some of those guys are available, especially if they're free, like there's talks like Derek Carr might just be straight up released. Like, I don't know. I feel like you have to at least entertain that notion. If And I don't know, Pickett, I'm with you, Nick. I don't think he's shown enough for me to be 100% confident in him. I'm not writing him off by any means, but I just don't think you, if you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan or a Kenny Pickett owner, that you should feel 100% confident or even more than 70% confident in him at this point. Yeah, I mean, if he had shitty weapons like, say, Barnes had last year or Fields has this year, then, you know, you give him benefit out. But he's got some fantastic weapons, and he's still just looking lost. And that's super disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jer's got two seconds. Uh, one of them is two four, um, and Stefan's or one of them is Omran, so it will be two four, and then Stefan's, which will be either two nine two ten. Um, you know, we've talked about like the running back depth, and we'll talk about the running back depth. But I mean. Is Jer kind of a person like that's maybe primed for a trade-up po- possibility with those seconds with some, you know, wide receivers? You know, does he is he a guy to maybe watch to make an aggressive move to whether it's get another running back or maybe, you know, we'll see there's talk of maybe three or four quarterbacks going in the top ten. Like, do you try to roll the dice if someone falls? Is Jer maybe that guy to watch? Oh, 100 percent He's got the two first next year and some um stud young wide receivers he could move up and get a john robinson pretty easily he's got the yeah. capital and it wouldn't hurt his competing nope i agree all right um i don't even know any uh i don't really have anything else do you guys have anything else with your team before we move on no just i think if he's doing anything it's got to be qb2 and running backs this yep, offseason i would agree Okay. All right, let's move on to the last team. And joining Jer in the third place game will be Stefan. Um, talk about bad luck. Yeah. About a month ago, if we were doing this podcast, Stefan looks like head and shoulders above everyone. And the top half of this league was very stacked, but a cup injury, you know, some other bad luck, you know, with Stafford, and you know, that was all she wrote. Um, Stefan eliminated um in the second round of the playoffs. How are we feeling about his team uh, and what his plan of attack might be in this offseason? Start with you, Nick. So we'll start with his draft capital. He's got two fourths this year, a fourth Mm -hmm. next year, 
and two fourths and 25. <laughs> Got a corner on the fourths. Yeah. Luckily, his team's in really good shape. Um, Kirky and Prescott, I mean, they're not really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. They have staying power. They're decently young. You have to worry a little bit about Stafford's health. He's come out and said he's not retiring, so that's promising. His running backs, Josh Jacobs, probably the biggest question mark just because he's a free agent. Um, Chubb, fantastic. Mixon's looked fantastic. Aaron Jones, even on a down year, is a top 10 running back who's got a contract. He's there for a bit. Um, so you got to love his running spot. He also has Kareem Hunt, who's a free agent, which is going to be super exciting. Yep. Um, and then you go to his wide receiver core. You know, you mentioned the cup injury, moving on from cup. His wide receiver group, not his strength by any means. Um, you know, Keenan Allen and Godwin are just insanely consistent. Mm-hmm. Debo. Yeah, and Debo's hurt, but I guess that could kind of be your playmaker. Um, but he just doesn't have, you know, the Waddle, the Hill, the Justin Jefferson, the Devontae Adams. He doesn't have that, like, huge playmaker, which kind of limits his ceiling, I think. But just having wild consistency, you know, helps. Um, tight end, if you don't have, like, three players, it's a crapshoot. Higby threw up, what, 35 points? 35, yeah. Which, like, mm-hmm. doubles his season output. So tight ends are a crapshoot. He's got... You know, some good ones, you know, kind of just plug Higby, start and play. Then he has some fillers. So I think overall his team's in pretty good shape. Um, Again, with all the competing teams that have no picks, it goes as far as your quarterbacks do. So if something happens to Kirky or Stafford and, you know, he's down to one quarterback, I think that dictates the rebuild. But I don't see a world he does it this year. And I think he'll be super competitive, especially in his super weak division. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, you hit on a lot of it. I think the big pieces, <clears throat> obviously, Mixon had some injury pieces, but having Samaji P. Ryan on lock is huge. He's got Hunt to spell Chubb. Um, I think stacking your backfield is, is kind of a big deal, but you're right. I mean, obviously, we have some injury pieces to play in this. Not having Debo weekly is kind of rough. Uh, I think Jawan Johnson has been pretty damn spectacular. No. Um, to go with Isaiah Hodge. Hodgins had a great week last week with some of the depth pieces to to the Giants. I, Stefan has a lot of encouraging pieces. Yes, the draft capital is concerning, but I don't think there's a. I don't think Stefan. I think Stefan needs to hold his twenty six options, hold and use those to rebuild, um, or at least solidify what you're doing. Because I think there's some pieces that exist on Stefan's roster that three, four years down the way are not going to be where they're at. But I think for the next two, three years, Stefan's in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, I think roster wise, I think it's solid tight end. I think it's actually a pretty big hole. I mean, Higby, I'm not a Juwan Johnson believer. I think he's been very touchdown dependent and don't get me wrong. That's fine to end up being like a top 12 ish guy. If you get lucky with those, but he's, I don't think he's someone you can count on in the slightest. Um, So I think tight end, if he can address it somehow, that's the position to do. Um, I mean, one thing with Stefan that I've noticed is he's always someone that manages to pull off like a two for one type deal, like in the off season where he's the one sending one guy and he's getting like two or three pieces back and it usually works out for him. Um, So I wonder if maybe like a running back, you know, an Aaron Jones, a Joe Mixon, a Nick Chubb, um, if he can move one of those guys to maybe get a lesser running back, get like a pick or get a wide receiver, get a tight end, something um, to maybe flush out his roster a little bit. Um, he did it last year with uh, Deontay Johnson trade, uh, get Jacobs and a second and Kirk, I think it was, uh, worked out very well for him. Those guys aged well. Um, and I think he's done it in the past with a few other deals. So um, Stefan's one of the more aggressive teams. So uh, I know we'll see some moves from him. Um, so that'll be exciting to watch and fold, even with the limited draft capital. Yep. Um, anything else with Stefan's team before we move on? With these good teams, it's usually it's pretty tough. Yeah, find a weakness. It's just basically like yeah. your tight ends iffy and your quarterback two is iffy. Darn. Yeah. 
All right, well, then let's jump into recapping the conference championship games. Uh, the first one we'll look at is Stefan uh, taking on Adam. Um, Adam was victorious um, by about 21 points. Um, Nick, uh, when you look back at this matchup, what kind of sticks out for you as maybe the driving forces behind the win for Adam or the loss for Stefan? Jacob scored six points. Chubb scored 11. Latavius Murray scored seven. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones scored five. Yeah. His running backs just all shit the bed. And, you know, that's what, as I just said, his running backs are insane. That's what carried his team. You know, Allen was super consistent. Godwin, super consistent. Juwan Johnson, as Weber said, sucked. Yeah, um, Higby bench really sucks there. Yeah. I mean, the Higby play wins. But you go with the hot hand, and Johnson had been the hot hand, so I don't fault him. Nope, not at all. Um, so I think that's kind of what did I it mean, happen. one thing that was interesting, and I did look at it, I mean, consensus favorites from all, like, the experts, Higby was ahead of Juwan Johnson. Like, I know it's psychological, but, like, Dan, I know you and I, we kind of buck heads yep. at this, like, debating, like, depth and stuff like this. I'm of the mindset, I'll just go whatever the consensus rates are, and I'll live with that. This right here, like, this would drive me nuts. If I rode with someone that was against like the um, you know consensus rankings in this case, Juwan Johnson over Tyler Higby, and then it backfiring, which it did spectacularly, it did, yep. that that would drive me nuts. Sorry, go ahead, Nick. No, I mean that's really it. His four of his five running backs sucked, and you're not going to win doing that, especially when Kittle puts up 33, Justin Jefferson puts up 31, Eckler almost 25. I mean, you need heroic play, and he benched his heroic player. Yeah, I mean, Juwan Johnson, Latavius Murray, and and Aaron Jones here. Are, like, I mean, Aaron Jones at five. That's that's not going to cut it. Josh Jacobs at six. That's not going to cut it. Those are guys that you need to produce day in and day out. I mean, that was Josh in the games Josh Jacobs has started. That was the worst performance Josh Jacobs has put up this year. Period. Yeah. I mean, that's Aaron Jones. Let me pull up his stats here really quick. Aaron Jones, he had 5.7 points in week two. 5.4. Worst week he's had against Miami. Just you can't have that happen. And that's laying bad numbers like that. That's a that's a recipe to disaster. Regardless of Juwan Johnson, Tyler Higby, that is it ain't happening. That's just that's rough. Those guys put up normal points. This is a two point game, not a not a twenty point game. Yeah, absolutely. And disappointments suck. And Adam, he more or less met his projections, and Stefan didn't, and that's the re- the the reason for the win for Adam. Uh, moving on to the next game, Sam versus Jer, and I mean, if you're Jerry, just what, you throw your hands up and you're like, I tried, but. He went up against a buzzsaw. Not much you can do, right? Yeah, Axon put up 42 points. Right? Yeah. And QB1, who carried you, didn't play. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah, they're not you can do. Nope. Nope. I is what it is <clears throat> kind of thing. I mean, you make a flex play where you sit Leonard Fournette for a Pacheco and yeah, that, I mean, but you're right. The Hurts injury is everything on this roster. That is the entire epitome of Jerry losing by, again, 15 versus 40. Yeah, and I don't even think you can, his potential points would even have exceeded Sam's production this week. No, not at all. It was just, you know, give Sam credit. I mean, 70 yeah. points from. Almost 76 points for CD Lamb and Hawkinson. That's over half a year's points. Yeah, I mean, you're not beating that many weeks. That and that's going to be hard to repeat here as we look at Sam's team potentially going like into the championship matchup. Like, I don't think there's a world where you think you're going to get that again. But McCaffrey at 13, I think that's a low end for him. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift at 3.5. Like, he has the biggest fantasy disappointment, right? Who Swift? Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been great. Yeah, but Jamal true. Williams has sniped every goal line touchdown from him. It's not even that. I mean, his snap counts like sub fifty percent minus like two games. 
Like it's just a weird situation. Five games. I mean, still, I mean, he's either way. I mean, you're right. I think he was going in as a top five dynasty running back, and I don't see a world he leaves as a top twelve dynasty running back leaving this season. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter with his roster, but yeah, definitely not. No, I mean, well, let's. Anything else with this matchup before we move on to the games this week? Nah. All right. Well, let's move on. Lost his QB one. There's not much you can say. Yeah. That's. Nope. Went up against the buzzsaw without your QB one. Top five player in fantasy this year. Yeah, it's, it's hard to win that game. He very well could be the MVP if Gardner Minshew. Like I'll put this out there: if Gardner Minshew comes in, sucks balls, and this team does not perform, he's MVP. If Gardner Minshew comes in, does well in the next two games where I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to play, he's a system QB with the system he's in. Jalen Hurts does not win MVP. Well, Minshew was fucking awesome against the Cowboys. Oh, he was great. Yes. always been awesome. I don't understand why he doesn't start yes. somewhere. I mean, some systems just, like, excel. Like, we look at people are talking about Brock Purdy, but freaking Nick Mullins was doing the exact same numbers, and now he's, like, a third-string quarterback somewhere. Like, yeah. But Minshew think... wasn't bad at Jacksonville. No, he was not bad at Jacksonville. I mean, I'm, but the point is, like, I think systems kind of drive oh, players yes, forward is my point. I mean, look yeah. what what's his I mean, did for the Packers a couple years ago. Or Foles for the Eagles has yeah, Foles for the Eagles, yes. Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ring. And then yeah. you watch him play Monday night and he looks like the drunk dude out of the bleachers playing quarterback. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the matchups this week. And we're not going to go too in-depth on this, but there is a third-place game. Uh, Stefan and Jer going at it uh, for third-place glory uh, for determining the draft order for picks 9 and 10. Um, we don't have to go super in depth, but who are we taking this week uh, between Stefan and Jer? Any or Nick, if you want to get like Stefan, Hertz isn't playing again, and you're going to start Darnold and Purdy. I don't feel good about that, so I'm going to go Stefan. I don't think his running backs can replicate that shitty of a performance. Yeah, I I would agree. If so, I mean, my thing is if if Hertz plays, Jerry's got it. If Hertz does not play, like I've been on Stefan's day one, I don't think it changes. Stefan is Stefan will beat Jerry this week, hundred percent. Yeah, but Stefan's got to worry. I don't know if Josh Jacobs plays this week. Yeah, why Jacobs Jones has a question mark hard. around him as well. No, I just mean uh, they're going to bench him because he's old. And they want to see what Zamir White can do, and they want to get that draft pick higher. Exactly. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I, but I mean, even if you do that, so okay. Like Aaron Jones moves up. Who's the guy coming off the bench? Kareem Hunt. You've got Debo. Is Debo going to play this week? I believe there's a possibility. I thought I read that. Okay. I mean, you've got Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Hodgins, Hayden Hurst. I mean, you got Juwan Johnson. I, I, yeah, I agree. Stefan, Stefan's to play this week. I'm going with Jer. Upset. Where, where do we stand on pick them anyway? So Dan, you are at fifty-six and twenty-one. Uh, Nick and I are tied at fifty-four and twenty-three. We're two games back. Two-game lead. Let's go. But I did have this pick beforehand, uh, yep, just nope. like I had this next one. All right, let's move on to the championship. Granddaddy of them all, Sam taking on Adam. Um, Nick, why don't you go a little bit in depth on Sam's uh, roster decisions this week? All right. Um, so I don't know if Swift is the play. Like I've been harping. I mean, he's good. He's going against arguably one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Yep. But he's his usage is just so weird that I don't know how comfortable I feel with it. But on the flip side, I don't really know who you plug in. I'd probably Deontay Johnson just because he's a PPR machine. Um, but that's a tough spot. Um, I mean, Zeke with Tennessee benching like everyone, yeah, play for maybe. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, the fuck do you say about this? I mean, his roster is insane. You start, you start him, you start your studs, and he certainly has a line above him. So, I think you know, like Swift's matchup is juicy. Lamb's got a pretty juicy matchup. 
McCaffrey and Etienne both have juicy mashups. Yeah. yeah. He's just it's gonna be real tough for Adam, but I do pick Adam to win. I really like a lot of his matchups um, and his players' usage. They all need to play. No one's going to be benched or sat. So as much as I like Sam's lineup, I think there's no way Diggs gets held to two catches again and Jefferson is going to rape Green Bay yet again. See, and I'll play on the flip side of that because this is where this becomes fun. Uh, the Chargers have absolutely nothing to play for. Austin Eckler could be very well benched this week or at a minimal snap count. I own him in a championship league, so this is concerning to me. Um, Najee Harris, they're not making the playoffs. Like, that's – we'll see what happens. Diggs locked into the playoffs, had, you know, only 67% snap count. We'll see what happens. Jefferson playing for something. I agree. That's good. Kittle playing for something. Let's go. Dalton Schultz is going to be what it is. But my big concern is the fact that Zenovan Knight is a guy you're starting. Damn. In addition to Mike White. But when you look at Adam's depth, Cordell Patterson did not have a good week last week. But again, they play for nothing. And Tyler L. Gillers has kind of taken the, the bell cow for lack of a better term, for that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Edmonds, not a good option. Jeff Wilson, again, backfield is going to be kind of interesting. Took the, kind of the lion's share. You don't feel great. Mac Hollins, backseat again because we saw Hunter Renfro come back. 1.7 points, not great. And outside of that, I mean, Julio Jones has a question mark tag to it. If I'm Adam, there's a lot of questionable pieces that you are rocking, and the fact that you are starting Zenovan Knight, I don't know, man. Mahomes is going to do his thing. Mike White is going to be Mike White. Fields has kind of something to play for. Joe Burrow is there. I'm taking Sam. I mean, the one defense of Zenov or Bam Knight, whatever. Um, Jets have stuff to play for. We talk about, you know, you go on the flip side. Uh, Seattle's defense line is not great. This is a pretty good matchup for him, Um, especially, I mean, I know Mike White's back, but this is a must-win game for the Jets if they want to have any chance of going to the playoffs. You know, they need to get a win here. So, I I don't know. I, I, I think this is the right starting lineup when I look at Adam's team. And I think you're right. He doesn't have a lot of great options to really consider. Uh, behind the people that are currently in this lineup. Um, Cordell Patterson, I think, is really the only guy that I would really consider subbing in uh, when I look at Adam's team. Um, just outside of that, I just don't think there's... I, I think the starting lineup that I have is, is 100% right. Um, for Sam's team, I'm with you, Nick. I think Devontae Smith and... Or, excuse me, DeAndre Swift and maybe even Devontae Smith are kind of the two question marks. I think the eight other guys for Sam are no-brainers, but, you know, Sam does have elite players, and he also has pretty elite depth. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott is an intriguing option. Um, You know, even, I mean, Deontay Johnson, A.J. Dillon, I mean, I could talk myself into a few of these guys. Um, I probably lean who Sam has in right now, Um, but the Zeke one is the only one I'd be considering maybe over swift if i want to be a little bit safer and also maybe going up against a tennessee team that really has nothing to play for maybe i consider that but not not this week next week they do but not this week you're right yeah the next week is a you know a win and in against uh, you got it the Jags. so you know as you can see with you know i think henry's pretty unlikely to pay um a few other guys on the defensive side um you know this might be a good option for Zeke. You know, they might be able to get up early and maybe they can get him some easy touchdowns. But maybe on the flip side, the Cowboys then get up early and they rest their guys. So I guess it it can kind of go both ways. Um, let's see. So, Dan, I'm sorry, who did you go with? Sam. All right, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm only making up one game. I'm going with Sam as well. I think I just like... The, the matchups that Sam has specifically for McCaffrey and ETN. Um, it's, those are just two really strong running back matchups going up against the Raiders and the Texans. And I expect them to have big games. 
Um, even Justin Fields against Detroit, I think that could be a high-scoring game. Um, Burrow, uh, that Monday night game, which will be very interesting because we got Joe Burrow going uh, for Sam, and then we got Stefan Diggs going for um, Adam. It could come down to that final game, which would be exciting and probably very <laughs> not fun for those guys to sit through. But eh, it, it'd be fitting if it comes down to the final game of the season for the, the championship game. It would be pretty spectacular. Monday night. All right. Anything else uh, before we wrap it up this week, guys? It's been another fun, another fun year. Four years in, like finishing it up. This is a exciting Super Bowl matchup. Um, changing the guard, so to speak. Yeah, but a lot of money, a lot of money on the line. So good luck mm-hmm. to uh, Sam, Adam, Jerry, and Stefan to to what we need. And... Yeah, let's touch on that. First place gets six hundred. Yep. Yep. Second place three twenty five, and third place is one twenty five. So you guys know what you're playing for. Um, one question. Yes. Trade deadline lifted Tuesday. Um. I have to double check. It might be when I roll over the league. Um, so I might give, and when I roll over the league then, or let me just, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Do, 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 I honestly don't know, to be honest, if the trade line will move Tuesday. The only thing I think might prevent it is it might just not until I move over the season and I want to give, you know, just because some people have fab probably like a week for people to spend things before I roll it over. So let's tentatively say for sure. Trading will be open at the conclusion of week 18. So I'll give everyone probably like a full week. If they want to blow their fab, they can do that. All right. I can support that. Cool. So right, you're like trying to figure out how much fucking fab I have. Cause I'm, really bad at waiver wire pickups but you have 100 man. bucks so that's let's go i have uh, almost we start with 200 or 100 you start with 100 <laughs> yeah you literally haven't spent it out yeah all right let's fucking end this podcast before i fucking do something else stupid dropping josh allen for no i'm not dropping ones. josh allen no 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 josh allen is my love child 100%. you don't want Terrell owens no josh allen forever and for always that was and i think i have nostalgia to this just because I'll, I'll be this guy like I own him in three of my five dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. It's this has been the best thing I've ever fucking done. The scene as I started off in one league with drafting OJ Howard and Darius Geis. Like all I have to live on is Josh Allen. <laughs> it's fucking bad, but go ahead and close this out, dude. All right. Well, best of luck to the two teams in the championship game, Sam and Adam. May your lineup decisions be right and may your teams not get any injuries because that sucks and for our sake i hope it comes down to monday night and we watch joe burrow and stefan diggs decide the championship game good luck fellas